was the bottom of the ninth with McGuire up the bat. Feeling so at home in my giant ace cap. I was eight years old, wearing gold and green. From my head to my toes, rap game Billy Bean. She was my first kiss, but I don't think it counts. On the kindergarten trip to the Oakland Firehouse. Sitting in the stands with her family. With the baseball glove her dad handed me. As the season unfolded, we held our breath. Watching Ricky Henderson, the quickest runner in the West. Hello, and welcome to the podcast Jokestrap with Wes Hoffman. Here, Wes will discuss two of his favorite things, which are sports and stand-up comedy. Hence the name Jokestrap. If you like this episode, please subscribe to us on Spotify, SoundCloud, or iTunes, or wherever podcasts are available. With that being said, please enjoy this episode of Jokestrap. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 110 of Jokestrap, the podcast with me, Wes Hoffman. Today, I have a very special guest, Ruben Escobedo III. Uh, We're here to talk comedy. We're here to talk some sports stuff uh, because that's what this podcast is about. It's going to be particularly fun because Ruben uh, really isn't that much of a sports fan. So why is he here? Well, he is the mascot currently for a minor league baseball team in San Jose, California, the San Jose Giants. And there's some fun stuff to learn about there. Uh, He is the mascot Gigante. So if you've been to a San Jose Giants game, you may have seen him. So he's going to shed some light on what that's all about. Of course, we're going to talk some comedy as well. Uh, So stick around. I hope you enjoy this show. Thanks. Hey, Ruben, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you. I'm, I'm excited. This is going to be fun. I'm glad to have you here. Um, as we said in the intro, we're going to be talking about um, you as Higante in the second half. Yeah. I know that's the part a lot of people are going to tune in for. So, you know, we're going to make them wait. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get there. I mean, look, it's not like I'm like, it's not like I'm like the guy who plays gritty, who's like, <laughs> and this is what I look like. It's Higante. Like, it's like, it's, it's kind of like mass singers. It's yeah. That it's like, level. <laughs> I feel like, like people find out I'm Higante and they go, yeah, that's what I thought you would look like. like, like <laughs> but we'll save that. We'll save that yeah, conversation. We'll, we'll save that for the second half. And, uh, all right. So, uh, Ruben is a comedian uh, from uh, the San Jose area. Yeah, is that where San you started Jose. comedy? Yeah, I started in San Jose, born and raised in San Jose. Uh, you know, I, I go all over, but but yeah, I'm I'm in the San Jose area. Okay, and then uh, and do you like remember some comedians remember the first day they ever did comedy? Do you? Yes, I know the exact that? first day. I was at an open mic at the now defunct Cafe for Scotty, and I had to follow me and Dave. Uh, <laughs> that's a yeah, way to break it yeah and me and dave is incredible and i was an idiot uh, <laughs> so like i was like oh this is so good and it wasn't i could not tell you what my first set was it was bad it was awful um but yeah and and i just kind of like fell in love like with with the whole open mic thing because for the longest time everyone's like oh you gotta do comedy and i'm like there's no stability there <laughs> like i don't like that scares me Right. Because I can't like commit to that because it's like if something happened or I'm just not funny anymore, then there goes my main income. And so I was like, I don't know. And then my girlfriend and I started dating and we talked about comedy and we were in San Francisco at the time. And my buddy sent me this picture of the Cafe for Scotty open mic. 
And she was like, oh, what are you looking at? I was like, oh, my buddy just sent me this comedy open mic, like, whatever. Like, I don't know if I'm going to go. She was like, well, when is it? And I was like, tonight? And she's like, oh, well, yeah, we can leave in like an hour. And I'm like, well, hold on. <laughs> like, And she was like, well, you're going to go. And I was like, well, hold on. <laughs> she was like, you don't, have to, you don't have to do anything. Just go. Just go. She goes, and for the next, when you go to the next one, then you'll do something. But if you say you're going to do it, do it. And I was like, she's not wrong. <laughs> so I went, I committed, and then, yeah, and now I'm here four years later. <laughs> nice, nice. All right. Yeah. So, so four years in. And, yeah. Uh, and uh, how many have you thought about quitting? <laughs> oh, uh, a thousand. <laughs> okay. I, I am also a producer, so there's every time a show doesn't go, you know, the perfect exact way you want it, it's like, oh, uh, yeah, I hate all of this. <laughs> it's yeah, like, yeah. yeah, actually, this is the worst thing I've ever done. <laughs> and then it's like, and then you have that one good show and you're like, everything I touch is gold. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, I guess uh, during the whole uh, pandemic shutdown, how did you as a comedian or did you handle it like personally yeah. creative wise for myself i was like okay i don't know how to write anymore <laughs> like everything stopped just easing my way back in yeah for me it was like like i i like fully embraced the zoom digital because i was like look it's is it perfect no by any means but also the people the the thing that that happened with zoom open mics that doesn't happen with regular open mics is when people are at a zoom open mic, they're not tricked into being there. <laughs> like right, there right. are people at <laughs> bars or like no one is like, it's like, Oh geez, it's a comedy open mic. Okay. Get, well, I'm here already. No one's like in a zoom room and is like, it's a what? <laughs> like So, <laughs> so I think that like, you know, like obviously it's different. Obviously I'm sitting at my computer, but you can still like work on those muscles. I think people who are like, I'm not going to do Zoom. It's like, then what do you get? Then you just don't want to do it anymore or what? Because like that's adaptation. You got to figure it out. Right. You have to adapt if you want to keep going. And that's anything, not just comedy. It's, it's anything. You've got to figure out how to do life. So, no, I, I fully was like, I'll do Zoom. I don't care. I, I did say the worst thing I've ever said, though, which was when this started to clear up, and the show I produced, we like did our last one. I said, this is my last Zoom show ever. And my co-host, Bimo, was like, you just sealed your fate, dude. He goes, you know we're going to get another one of these things in like five years. <laughs> <laughs> and you're just going to be like, I guess I'm back. Um, but yeah, no. So so yeah, I, I loved I A lot of people didn't like Zoom. I loved it because I felt like, like I love to do crowd work and I love to like, you know, talk to people and do that kind of stuff. And when I can see into your home and do crowd work that way, oh, oh, if I can just start talking about your like your weird art decorations you have in the back of your room or whatever, that's so much fun to me. Yeah, yeah. My, my main issue with, with doing Zoom shows was the fact that I was working remote for my day job all day on the <laughs> computer. Fair. You know? So I was like, I don't want to like get off the computer to go on the computer <laughs> again. Like, yeah. <laughs> I want, I need some time away from the screen. So that was, that was like my main, uh, Oh no, you see, I fully see, I, uh, I still had to work in person. 
I worked uh, in coffee. I worked in coffee through most of the pandemic. So I was still out there. So I was like, oh, I get to just not look right. at a re- real human yeah, yeah. being. Yes. But yeah, no, loved it. So, uh, all right. So, um, so I know you said you started a caf- cafe for Scotty, but mm-hmm. uh, what first drew you into doing comedy? Was it just like, oh, one day you felt depressed and had to tell jokes or... <laughs> Well, you know what's funny, and 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 this is there's a little bit of a, a not funny part to this story, but I promise it's a good thing. Is when I was in high school, uh, my buddies and I would go sit in our other friend's car, and he would play these comedy CDs for us. He was like, "You guys got to hear these guys," and it was guys like John Mulaney, Jim Gaffigan, Patton Oswalt, Mike Birbiglia. And we would just listen for 30 minutes and he was like, this guy's the best and blah, blah. And like, we just play us these, I mean, we were like, like our like 15 year old brains were like, everything is different now. <laughs> like we were just like, like experiencing like, oh, this is like what real stand, like this is like, at the time, those guys were up and comers. Now they're, I mean, it's patent all those people sell out stadiums or whatever. John Mulaney, hello. But like, I was like, Oh, these guys are just doing it because they want to do it with the hopes that something happens. And like if it happens, it happens, but they like doing what they're doing and they're killing it. And that was kind of like my my like oh my awakening, I guess you could call it. Just such a weird way. But like and then like just seeing and honestly too, illegal downloading, like 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 LimeWire and that stuff where I would just get these old Comedy Central specials of like Guys like the amazing Jonathan and just these weird ones who I'm like, I don't get this, but I love it. <laughs> like this is so bizarre to me, and I'm in. Nice. Yeah. All right. So no one ever just said, "Oh, you're funny." Go. <laughs> I mean, they did, but it, it's like one of those things where I was like, like I feel like like some people hear that they're like, "Oh, you're funny. You should be on stage," yeah, yeah, yeah. and they're like. They're like, I am. I should be on stage. And I'm like, no, I don't think you get it. <laughs> like, like, I, I had a very weird, like, like growing up, I was a very weird child. And not in like a weird, like, I like licked paint. Like, <laughs> I, like, not like that. Like, I was like, glue. Like, no, I, I was a weird kid where, like, when it was, we were asked, what do you want to do when you grow up? What do you want to be when you grow up? And my answer, and we have this at my, my parents' house somewhere, is my answer on this little paper in my little child handwriting is like, have a nine to five job. <laughs> like I wanted stability. As a kid, I was like, I want to be comfortable. <laughs> like I don't like kids like, I want to be an astronaut. I'm like, no, that you could die doing that. Like, I don't want to do that. Like you could get sucked out into space or like a firefighter copper. I was like, no, those are all nightmares. Um, and so for me, like, so when people are like, oh, you should be a comedy, like you should be a comedian. And I'm like, that's that the likelihood of me succeeding and, and being this big Hollywood. Oh my gosh. is so slim. It, it's so insanely slim that like at this point, like now as an adult, I'm like, oh, I do it because I like it. Right. I think there, there's, there are people who are like, oh, I'm going to hit it big. And it's like, you better be putting the work in then. But if you're just like rolling to every other open mic or like doing local, like, I mean, you know, if you have like for me, it's just fun. It's fun to get out there, tell jokes, make people laugh because that's what we need. You know, like I I don't have any like, oh, I'm going to my Netflix special this. It's like 
you know, I just have fun. There's nothing wrong with having fun. And I think for me, that's what it's all about. Yeah, yeah, I hear that. Um, I think, like, obviously, you'd be like, hell yeah, I'll take it. Oh, but yeah. It, but it's not like it's this or nothing. Like, yeah. Um, People have asked me, like, oh, are you ever going to, like, quit your job for comedy? And I was like, I would have to have the most insane thing happen for me to be like, yes, now it's done. Like there are people I know who like who've quit their job and they do fine with doing just comedy. But I'm like, I am so afraid of life that like I would need to be such a huge thing to happen where like Netflix would have to come to me. Well, not maybe not them. They're they're struggling. HBO would have to come <laughs> to me or Comedy Central and be like, here's what here we have this weird Illuminati thing where we have watched you from a distance. We'll pay you this huge sum of money for it. It's like that will never happen. So I, so that's why I can just have fun with it because I'm not like worried that, Oh, what if I do this wrong? And then I won't get it. Just, it's fun. I have fun. Like, that's what I think that like a lot of people like, like, yeah, at times it is a job because welcome to, I mean, a hobby can be a job and a job can be a hobby, but also like, I think if you're not having fun with it, why do you do anything? If you're not enjoying anything, whether it's comedy or, or anything, why are you doing it? Is it out of necessity? Do you need it then? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it seems like uh, like half the shows I do anymore, like throughout the whole day, the whole time, <laughs> I'll be like, I don't want to go. I don't want to do this show tonight. And then yeah. I'll, go, I'll go reluctantly, and those end up being like, the best shows, the ones I don't want to oh. be at. <laughs> I'm like, I'm I did so, it. so glad I did this. <laughs> yeah. I did a, a show in Hollister, and I was like, I don't want to go to Hollister. And I drove all the way out there, and there was this dude who looked like Meatloaf there. And I was just like, like in the middle of my cell, I was like, that guy looks like Meatloaf. And he was like, yeah, 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 I've heard it. Okay. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, but what would you, what would you do for love? And he's like, no. I was like, say it. And he's like, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> I was like, say it. He goes, I would do anything for love. And then I go, but I won't do that. <laughs> and, just like, and then he like smiles and laughs. And it's like, yeah, those kind of shows where I'm like, oh, I don't want to do this. But something is going to happen where it's, you know, you, you have fun. I think that, like I said, I can't. I think if you're watching or listening to this and you want to make a drinking game out of it, drink every time I say the word fun. Um, you, you will have already been smashed, but I think that, yeah, like it, it's just the experience and the, the fun stories that come from it and, and all that, like, and I mean, like, you know, everybody's got the reasons for doing it. And I think for me, it's a little bit of like a, like a, I don't really get too dark, but it's like, a, it's like a coping mechanism. You know what I mean? Like where it's like, yeah, things aren't going so great. Well, guess we can laugh about them. Like, I guess we can just kind of like figure it out and go from there, you know? So uh, you, you mentioned uh, being a, I guess you're a barista. You actually make the coffee. I used to be. I used to be. I literally, I literally just quit. Um, oh, okay. I was in coffee for ten years. So any coffee question that you have, I probably know the answer to, and I have probably been asked it a thousand times. Uh, anytime I go anywhere with coffee, people are always like, "Well, not anymore." But people used to be like, "You're drinking this coffee." But don't you have like an allegiance? And I'm like, no, 
like i don't care <laughs> it's i'm not in a gang like i like like so i worked for i've worked for starbucks i worked for pete's i worked for smaller places i, I worked all over and when i worked at starbucks you know i was always like pete's uh, and then i worked for pete's and i was like oh starbucks actually is the one that sucks and like i one time had a guy come in and i used to do this thing so like i know that i worked for starbucks for six years but no one like customers didn't know that so people would come in and they'd be like hey can i get a venti blah blah, blah. and i'm like is that the big one and they'd be like oh yeah i'm sorry <laughs> or like any but it didn't matter small or tall grande whatever they said i go is that the big one and they'd go yes and i'd go great because <laughs> i knew <laughs> that i was just making it more miserable for a starbucks barista like the next day with like i want to tall this and they get a little more like i said tall it's like, yeah, some idiot who doesn't work here screwed you up. Like, but I had a guy come in and be like, hi, can I get a grande, blah, blah. And I'm like, I, I don't, is that large or medium? And he goes, uh, you don't know what grande is? He goes, you don't go to Starbucks? And I go, why would I go there? And he goes, because they're everywhere. And I was like, I get this coffee for free. <laughs> and he was like, oh, well, and then he like asked me a question about Pete's. He goes, well, do you know about Pete's? And I looked him dead in the eyes and I was like, and there are times where I've done things at work where I immediately afterwards go to my manager and go, hey, I, uh, I did a thing that I need to tell you. You might get a phone call about. Um, but he, I, I look him dead in the eyes and I go, yeah, because I work here. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I, I work here. I don't work there. Like I, I know about art. To, I always thought it was weird because it would be like if you went and asked like a car dealership, like if you went to like a, a Ford dealership, I'm like – yeah, but tell me about a Chevy. And they'd be like, I, I don't know. <laughs> like it's like I'm getting mad at them for not knowing. I'm like, people are people are weird. But yeah, no. So I was a barista for 10-ish years, and it was a lot. All right. Yeah, I, I, I was curious just because um, I was wondering, like, when you uh, worked as a barista, if uh, that helped. Well, I'm sure it helped inspire a lot of comedic material. Uh, yes, and uh, especially like like you were mentioning the the differences between Pete's and Starbucks, just in what you call the sizes. Because I like coffee myself, and I'll switch it up. Going so much to a certain spot where they remember sure. what I order. Yeah, I don't love that. So I like mixing. I'll mix up locations. You know. Yeah. Like, okay. Don't remember me. And then, uh, but when I go to a Starbucks and I'll, or when I go to a Pete's and I mistakenly say Vente or something, it's like, it's never a good thing. <laughs> I, I love it, man, because the, like, I was a, I was a supervisor at Pete's and the amount of times where I had to like tell people like, Hey, uh, if a customer uses the wrong word, it's okay. You don't have to like attack them. <laughs> like you don't have to like beat the hell out of them because they said Vente, like, you can help figure it out or you can do what I do and just goof with them where I just say, is that the big one? You basically, up, you basically upselled everybody. So that's, good. yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Corporate loved me. Um, because what I did was incredibly scummy, but it worked. Um, so no, but so it's like, but you'd get some people who get so upset or like when I worked at, Star it was honestly the flip of when I worked at Starbucks, be like, can I get large? And some people are like, it's venti. And I'm like, it doesn't matter. None of this matters. Like, 
in two hours, you will forget that that person existed and they will forget that you existed. None of this matters. <laughs> like, you don't need to, like, like, why are you, like, you have been tricked by a corporation to care about the size of a cup. <laughs> like, like, it doesn't matter if they say the wrong word. Just make sure they get what they want. Whatever. Who cares? It was like the idea of doing a Starbucks run or something for somebody at work and then uh, asking what they want. And they say, oh, I want a large mocha or something. And you come back and they don't have that thing. They don't, they don't have that. <laughs> Sorry. I told them large mocha and they spit in my face and then slapped me. <laughs> And used a bunch of words that I can't repeat. And so. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, you mentioned in, in addition to just, you know, doing mics and doing shows, you're also producing shows. Yes. So how did how did that come about becoming a producer? Yeah, totally. Um, so I always wanted to run a show just to run one. Just essentially. So I always had a spot. Right. If I ever wanted to do something, it's guaranteed I guaranteed stage time. Exactly, which is funny because I, I don't do any material at the show I currently run, but it's so I had the, I had this idea and I was kind of shopping it around where I wanted to run a show, but I, I wanted it to be a different show. There was a thousand regular shows. I wanted to have something that made us different, like that people went to see us because of blank. Why? What makes it so special? So the show that I came up with, which I eventually called, was Pick Your Poison Comedy, which has been both a blessing and a curse to call it that, because it's a very remember, like, it's an easy to remember name. It's it's a good name. I have also had people message me to ask to be on my Comedy Poison show, which is not great um, to be like to read a message. Hey, let me get on that Comedy Poison show, and I was like. <laughs> Uh, you could at least try, maybe not call my show comedy poison. Um, <laughs> that would be cool. Uh, that happened more than once. And Bimo and I have like been like, Hey, we're just not going to book them. Right. Because they called it comedy poison. <laughs> like, no, you don't so, understand. This is my last show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm going to go out on a bang. It's comedy poison. Um, no. So, so I was doing a, I had, some talks with a place that actually has gone out of business now, which I'm glad never happened. But I was going to do it at like a surf shop, and then it just never really happened. The guy was into it, but he like coned it with his wife, and then it didn't work. And they also got divorced. So there probably was a lot more at play there than just my dumb little show. But I ended up getting booked on a show at a brewery that was then called Santa Clara Valley Brewing. And I do this show, and I meet this guy who's the general manager. His name is Brian Moore, and he goes by BMO. And I'm like watching the show and I'm like, I'm, you know, I'm having a good time and he's really cool. And I hear him say, oh, yeah, we want to do more shows here. And I had already sent out emails to other breweries like here's my show. And I have I literally got an email back that said, hey, we don't really do comedy here. But if you want to do comedy at a brewery, you got to talk to Brian Moore at hmm. Santa Clara Valley. And I was like, well, I guess I'm talking to Brian. So I uh, I go to the show and I pitch him the show. And he goes, "Hey man, text me like I, you know, sounds cool. Text me about it. Let's do it." So I text him and then we end up talking, and he's like, "Okay, yeah, like blah blah." blah. And he goes, "So how many tickets are we gonna sell?" And I was like, well, "How many? What? <laughs> We're gonna do what?" Tickets? He goes, "Yeah, like yeah." He's like, "He's like, I, we should do a ticket show." And I'm like, 
I'm like, yeah, yeah, man, we could do like a ticket show. I'm thinking like, okay, a weekend ticket show. That's fine. He goes, what about Tuesday? And I'm like, you want to do what, dude? (laughs) And so he's like, yeah, we can do. And I'm like, okay, so this show is not going to work. It's never like this show is just going to fall on its face. And that's fine because you can't sell tickets to a Tuesday night show at a brewery. No one's going to go to that. And I'm like, all right, like, yeah, man, yeah. Come to find out. And because we're talking, he goes, and he actually originally thought I was someone else. To this day, he has no idea who he thought I was. Wow. But someone else also talked to him about doing a show, and he thought I was that person. Huh. So it could have gone in a completely different direction. But so so we talk and we do it, and he's like, "Yeah, man, I'm in." So we do, and the show is called. I've hinted at it. The show is called Pick Your Poison. Essentially, what happens is we book five comics. And each comic does two sets that night. The first set is completely improvised based on stupid idiot prompts that I write. And then the sec- and then the audience chooses who they like the most based on their improvised set. And then uh, they come back. Everyone does seven to ten minutes. And the audience winner headlines. They do 20. And they get to come back for our finals. Everybody makes the same amount of money. You're just competing for stage time. We did not – well, I guess I did not want to run a show that was a competition based on like – like I didn't want people to actually be competitive because that's not the point of the show. I didn't want it to be like, oh, who's the best? Because it doesn't matter because some people don't want to win. <laughs> they do it and they're like, I I, I want to leave. <laughs> like this is nightmarish, um, which we love. We absolutely love that people struggle and are <laughs> well, mortified I mean, by doing the show. As another community, thrive on. So, <laughs> oh my gosh, people ask us to book the show, and Bimo and I. So Bimo and I were okay. So long story short, so we do that. I do the first season by myself, and we break it into seasons. It's five shows, and then the finals is the season. And so we break it into seasons. We are on season seven, I think, right now. So we've been doing it for about three years. Um, we did it through COVID. We did everything. So the first season, I ran it by myself. And then he was like, hey, man, I'm going to tell you something, but the brewery's closing. He goes, I'll help you. I'll help you find somewhere else like so you can go do your show. And I'm like, well, dude, you've put so much time and effort into the show. Like, just come with me. He's like, are you serious? I'm like, yeah, what? Why would I want to do this alone? Like, like, I was like, I'm not doing this alone, dude. Like, you are helping me fully. And he's like, are, really? And I was like, yeah, yeah, just come on. So BMO became my co-producer. So it was, it's me and BMO now and like. The show, people are always like, so who, like, who really, like, I created it, but the show would not exist without Brian. Like, it, it without BMO, it would just be an idea. And, and so he he has put so much time and effort and blood, sweat, and tears into this show. And we both have. But people are always like, so who's the one behind it? And it's like, both both of us, I guess. But, uh, like, I wouldn't do the show without him at this point unless something tragic were to happen. Uh, and he was like, I'd do it without you. Uh, so (laughs) he's like, yeah, we, we both have had some COVID scares. And during that time it was like, you know, if you died, (laughs) should get pretty popular. Um, (laughs) would really help if you just, um, but so, you know, so we, so we do the show together and, and we love it. And so, but our whole thing is, and we got interviewed for content magazine, which is San Jose based magazine. And the, the pull quote they used for BMO is him is essentially his like rejection letter 
when we were like talking about like when people sing and the pull quote they used is something along the lines of him going look i wouldn't book myself here um uh, we book the top of the like just the best comics and i was and he was like that's the quote they used he was like they make me look like they make me look like such a jerk and i was like yeah but it kind of rules that like if anyone's ever like oh, i got rejected it's like oh is it the pull quote um, <laughs> but so uh but yeah and so i mean like bimo and i like we love doing pick your poison Be i mean there are times obviously with like with anything you don't love it but they're like we when bimo and i run a show whether it's together or separate our whole thing is are you having fun and the you is subjective is it you the audience is it you the performer is it you the 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 owner of the, the, the establishment, we want to make sure that everyone involved is having a good time. We never want it to be like this weird negative energy. Like we always double check with like people we're booking. Like we, so here's the best part is we always try and be very conscious of everyone who's on a show together, but two shows in a row, we booked exes without knowing Whoops. that they were exes. But they were very cool and very civil and it was like and they like were friends still after but we were like that could have gone so bad <laughs> um but yeah i mean so it's like we just we want to make sure that when you come to a pick your poison show you are enjoying yourself doesn't matter what facet are you having a good and that's like as comics like the prompts are stupid weird the prompts are bizarre the prompts are dumb um gosh and of course i'm trying to think of some of the ones from the last show and i can't oh there was there was one that paul conyers got at the last show and it was people who are on this show whose ass i could kick um and that was fun he just riffed on me for a couple minutes <laughs> <laughs> which is fair uh he did call me dis Kicked yeah, most anybody's ass on that show, probably. Oh yeah, no. Well, to be <laughs> fair, most of the people on that show were much stronger and older than me. I wrote that prompt and went, "Whoever gets this is just gonna home run Duncan on me." <laughs> um, but I wrote that, and then so he got that, and then he proceeded to call me Disney Channel Latino, which is <laughs> the funniest. Like I, I've been made fun of a lot because welcome. Like it's funny with that show. Bimo and I know when you as a comic are struggling or you're trying to figure something out because you resort to making fun of the prompts, which happens happens every show. Someone's like, these are stupid. And the audience is like, yes, they are. This is the best day of my life. <laughs> like they're always like, ha, 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 ha. Like we're like, oh, easy, easy, lay up there. Or the second one is, look at Ruben. Isn't he weird? And it's just, yeah, he is. He sucks. Yeah. Because <laughs> wow. I, I used to wear sandals all the time. And I stopped wearing sandals to pick your poison exclusively. Like, because, and one time I did, and someone's like, look, and Ruben's in his sandals. And I was wearing Vans, and I just like presented them like Vanna White, where I was just like, <laughs> no, I'm not. And they were like, ah, ah, and they like kept struggling, and it was the best. But I mean, we've, we've just had like so many amazing comics do this show, and so many people be there and like, Especially when we were on digital, we had New York comics, we had LA comics, we, we, you know, we had comics that like, to actually get them out here would have cost an arm and a leg. Right, right. 
Like Jackie Cation did the show. What? Like we had Mike Kaplan, Jackie Cation, like these comics that like are comics. Those are like names that people go see at clubs and they came and did our show because it's a stupid, weird, it's different. People like right. to do different. And they especially like when they get to do 40 minutes and only have to prepare 20 of it. So, <laughs> Like that's, that's the kicker. Yeah. It's, it's the best. So no, I, I love pick your poison. Pick your poison is the weirdest. It, everyone says it's about everything, but it is, it is a blessing and a curse because like I said, it is very cool to go somewhere and be like, Oh, Ruben's like, Oh, is he, Oh, he does pick your poison. It's like, okay, I'm, I'm just an idiot, but sure. Thank you. But also it's a curse when it's like, People, I also love when people don't understand the show and agree to do it because it's a show. Uh, we once had somebody come do the show and they did the show and they're like, okay, okay. And then halfway through, they disappeared into the parking lot and then came back. And on stage, he goes, guys, I'm going to be honest. Uh, I thought this was a different show. He goes, are you guys familiar with the Gateway show? Oh. <laughs> and people are like, <laughs> <laughs> no like what's that and he's like it's a show where you do two sets and in between you get very 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 high uh so i am pretty baked right now <laughs> and we were like that's perfect like we we love so i think too the best my favorite thing about pick your poison is when things go wrong when things go wrong or when things go against plan or or anything because I love when when I plan something and the universe kind of spits in my face and is like, shut up, you're an idiot. <laughs> like, you don't know anything. And I'm like, you're right. I am dumb. Like, we've had, we've had, a, we had a comic who, she was on the first season. And then I asked her back for the third season. She was like, I never want to do that show again. And we were like, well, did you have bad? She's like, I had a horrible time, but it was a great show. <laughs> and we're like, great. <laughs> as long as it's not like you are upset. Like she's yeah. like, no, it's just I hated doing it. So she can't. <laughs> so she ends up coming back for season six, uh, okay. which we did not. Or yeah, we did not expect. Or no, season seven. She comes back because all her friends are are on the lineup with her. Like that's the only reason she did it. And she, I walked right into a trap where she said, oh how much time do we get or like when does the time start and i said oh time starts when you read your first prompt because i say that every time time starts when you read your first prompt and then you know you have about seven minutes she goes okay great gets on stage and the first words out of her mouth are so ruben said that the time starts when i read the first prompt guess i'm not reading any prompts yet and proceeds to just go on for four to five minutes oh, about how awesome. how stupid me and bmo are <laughs> and it is the funny and after every solid laugh, she just goes, seriously, please don't vote for me. <laughs> <laughs> and then is reading the prompts and just making fun of them just to no end, just absolutely ripping into them, not even doing jokes about them, just being like, this sucks, this sucks. And then at one point she goes, I don't even know anything for this and points to the crowd and goes, you got anything? And there's a comic watching the show who she then proceeds to pull on stage and go here. Do like a minute on this one and gives her the mic and just stands there watching her clock as this other comic does her set for her. And we were like, that's what we want. We just we love chaos. We love that it, it you walk into a pick your poison show and have no idea what's about to happen. 
Rick Storer was in one of our finals and he lost. And he goes, I'm about to bring some chaos. And we're like, all right, man. And so for his prepared set, he proceeded to chant anarchy for most of it, rip his shirt off, and then pass the mic stand back through the crowd, pass the uh, the stool back through the crowd, and just just kept <laughs> screaming. And Bimo and I are in tears. And he goes, I'm done now. And then just kind of gingerly put the mic down. And we were like, that ruled? But what the heck was that? <laughs> wow. I, yeah. Uh, so... Um... With that show, I'm sort of segueing into the sports talk now since we're a little over. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. I'm just going to announce it's a segue, guys, in case you can't tell. Uh, But uh, with the Pick Your Poison show, was it that show you guys ended up doing outdoors at the San Jose Giant Stadium? Yeah, Excite Ballpark. That's the one that we, we brought. They messaged us and we're like, hey, we're interested in doing some live events, like would you guys be interested? And we were like, yeah, absolutely. Like, how can we do that? And essentially it was, yeah. So if you're imagine a ballpark and the comedians are on home plate, they're essentially running from third base to home plate, like that dugout area to home plate. And there are cars surrounding the entire field, just cars everywhere, infield, outfield, everywhere. Jumbotron is on showing the cars are showing the comics and you don't even need to leave your car on. You could turn your car off and the audio is coming over the auditor, like the speakers of the arena. So it essentially was our way of like doing a drive-in show without doing a drive-in show. And like, so, but it was fun. That was, that was weird. And that truly was a like, well, again, hopefully, a once in a lifetime where it was right. like, how do you adapt? Well, we could go to a baseball stadium and drive, put cars everywhere. And and it's funny because we did that a year ago, year and a half ago. Like it was it was a good while ago. And we still get questions about it. We still get, are you guys gonna bring back the drive-in show? And it's like, well, maybe if the Giants want to do not, it. You're not pu- yeah, because that was the, that was why we could do it is they weren't yeah. playing. Nothing was happening, so they just needed to use the field for something. They needed to make money. Yeah, how did that uh if you're allowed to say how did that money process work? Was it 50-50 split or was there some percentage? You know what? Here's what's funny is I think I am allowed to say, but I genuinely don't know. I don't I, I do not remember. Yeah. I I heard you start to ask the question, I went I don't know. <laughs> like I, I, yeah, I think it was a 50, 50, but I don't, but so that was the thing too, is we technically charged less than we would have charged for a normal ticket to pick right. a poison because we did $20 a car instead of $10 a person. Right. So you could so load you could a car. car. Yeah. Yeah. Which people did, which ruled. We loved to see cars full of people roll into this stupid show that we created. There was also like my favorite thing was we were at the diamond and the diamond was packed and we were so psyched because it was like we were just like, oh, my gosh, like all these people are here for this show. And I saw this girl that I went to high school with and I was like, oh, she probably saw me posted on Facebook. 
And like she walked by me and went, hey, blah, blah, and she just kind of looked at me like she had no idea who I was. And I was like, hey, like I'm like Ruben. She goes, do I know you? And I was like, at first I was like, what the hell? But then I was like, wait, that actually kind of rules that this girl has no, I just assumed she saw it on Facebook from me and was like, oh yeah, I'll go to that. But just people were just going because the event existed. And I was like, to me, that was like a, okay, we made it. Like we were doing something right here. When people are not, when our main audience is not coming because they know us, they're coming because, oh, a comedy driving show. That sounds fun. That sounds weird. I'm into it. And, and so, yeah, so yeah, I, it's the drive-in shows for not, for not really being a huge sports fan. It is funny to me though, how much sports like really has influenced pick your poison. Cause it's very like first half, second half, half time. Okay, here we go. Da, 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 da. Yeah. And for those that aren't familiar, uh, excite ballpark, formerly known as San Jose municipal stadium. Yeah. Even though everyone still calls it that I know. Yep. Um, it, uh, it's a minor league ballpark for the Giants, who are now part of the low class A California League. Um, they used to be high class A, but they changed it. Anyway, <laughs> um, the the parking lot is right beyond the outfield wall. So, correct me if I'm wrong. They open up the center field fence, and the cars would just roll in through right the in. Fence. Yep. And, uh, if you're wondering, well, why would the <laughs> the people at the stadium went all these cars over their beautiful one this stadium's pretty old uh <laughs> it's the oldest stadium yeah uh and two it like is... we were saying they were not planned at all so they'd have time to take the lawn and everything as needed but uh so go ahead well I, I was just gonna say for me uh growing up when i was a kid my only knowledge of minor league baseball was the san jose giants and yeah. then, and we'll get into this in a sec. But I got to go to the Sacramento River Cats minor league stadium, and I was like, "Whoa, <laughs> theirs is like a stadium, <laughs> like a real stadium, where the San Jose Municipal, like Excite Ballpark, which I I love to death. I grew up there. It's kind of just like, oh, this probably used to be a parking lot that somebody paid a decent amount of money for, and now it's a baseball stadium. <laughs> <laughs> yeah." So it's fairly old, but there's there's a lot of history there. Oh, so um, much. The San Jose State Spartans also use the field as well, even mm -hmm. though they're supposed to get their new ballpark sometime. Um, <laughs> but and then during the the drive-in comedy show, um, for with how that worked is the audience members respond to jokes by was it honking their horns? Honking their horns, or it got <laughs> to the point where like again, I'm like no pun intended, but I'm tooting my own horn here. You could hear laughter, like you, like you there were cars. The roll down. Yeah, yeah. Have your sitting in chairs in front of their car, sitting on the hood, oh, okay. sitting like it. We loved the weirder people got with it because that made it feel more underground. What we love about Picker Poison is how weird and underground it feels, and so like the fact that we had like it kind of feels like this is so lame for me to say, but it felt punk rock. Where it's like you just kind of had people who were coming and like sitting in chairs and like tailgating our comedy show. And we we're like, what do you think is going to happen here? Like this is this is an idiot show run by idiots. <laughs> like this is – but like to, to have people show up early and be like, oh, we're just like making food before we go in. It's like, what? <laughs> like for this? For us? 
Well, and that was the first, I remember too, the first paycheck that we ever got from them. I texted my dad and was like, Hey, we like, it's so cool. Like it wasn't anything crazy. Like I remember we, we were able to split it and pay all the comics or whatever. And I texted my dad and I was like, this is so cool. And he said, if you were to go back in time to me, to when you were around six years old, and if you were to ask me to put any amount of money on if you would ever get paid by a professional sports stadium to do anything there, <laughs> specifically on the field, I wouldn't. He goes, I would have lost so much money because I would have put my life savings against it. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> yeah, I just, it's, it's very bizarre to me that like, like of between me and my brother who was like, my brother was such a sports kid growing up that I'm the one that like got onto the field and was able to like do something on a field professionally and, and all that kind of stuff. It was a blast. All right. Awesome. So uh, that brings me to the big questions everyone's waiting for. Yeah, this is, this is, I bet. <laughs> About becoming uh, Higante, the San Jose Giants mascot. Now, did that yes. come about because you were doing a, and they got to know you, or was this just something that you were like, hey, I want to do this? <laughs> uh, all of the above. So I, uh, so one of the, the, the members of the San Jose Giants staff, she had started coming to a Pick Your Poison shows. And she like knew BMO, you know, remotely or whatever. And so she knew him and she started coming to these shows and I got to know her and blah, blah, blah. And then we started doing the shows at the Giants Stadium and she was kind of our main point of contact. And so then the Giants posted on Instagram something along the lines of we're looking for someone who wants to work with us. We have some gigante shoes that need to get felt. And it was like, okay, or so it was some pun like that. And I was like, okay, they're looking for a new gigante. So I text her and I go, hey, what do I got to do? What do I have to do to be gigante? Like, she's like, well, I'll, I'll pass your name along and blah, blah. And I went, all right. I thought nothing of it. Like, okay, if it happens, it happens. So a few weeks later, I get a text. It's me, her, and she's added one other person to a group chat. And she goes, hey, so you two are the only ones who expressed any interest in being gigante. We got no applications, nothing else. And the other person was BMO. Oh, <laughs> and, really? Did you and, know that? No, we had no idea wow. that the other one was like, I want to be gigante. So he oh. pretty much just goes, give it to Ruben. Uh -huh. Just let Ruben do it. Like <laughs> he, he was like, I got too much going. He's like, I'll be a backup if he needs it. Let Ruben have it. I was like, cool. So I became Higante. And it was it, – it's weird. It is very – but it is probably the most fun I've ever had doing a job because nothing matters. I can show up and, and dance around like a buffoon because it's not like it's me. You know what I mean? It's right. kind of like this this fun disguise of like I get to just kind of do whatever and have a good time and that's all that matters. That's all that – like I, I have so much fun with it. I walk somewhere and people are excited that I exist. Like that's it's a good feeling. People actually hug me now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it is so funny though, because I'll show up to the stadium like, and I never like to be like, do you know who I am? But I like show up to the stadium and I'll walk through the front gate and I don't, I don't have a ticket. I just kind of scoop by the line. And one time someone stopped me and was like, oh, I'm sorry. Do you have a ticket? 
And one of the other ticket takers was like, no, 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 no. Like I was going to like, like, yeah. like I was going to like do something. They're like, no, 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 no. Let him go. Let him go. Let him go. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, it's okay. They just don't know who I am. Like, yeah. that's funny. <laughs> but, um, yeah, the people get very like, oh, no, no, no. Do, you, do you know who that is? Do you know, do you know who that is? It's like, just, he, he gets coming. Don't worry about him. But also like after games, like, so I'll, I'll walk around again and I go 10 steps. He got there, he got there. And I stop and I do my waves and I, I flick it. He has a goatee. I flick his goatee. And I, he has a whole bunch of things that I've kind of like, you know, you create this personality. Right. So I was like, okay, so. I will go, I'll change after, like, Gigante will go to bed, and then I will change, and I'll walk around as myself. And it is insane how different it is, because no one cares that I exist. Uh, but I also need to catch myself, because my brain will resort to, like, oh, do the walk. like, And, <laughs> and I'm like, no, no, no. Or, like, I was talking to one of the coworkers. And I like did this weird twitch and she like looked at my arm. She's like, you okay? I was like, yeah, a kid just walked by and I almost went out for a high five. <laughs> and that would have been so weird. Yeah. If a, a, a parent is, cause how do you explain that? <laughs> if you're walking with your child and a strange man with a mustache just goes for a high five, you can't be like, Hey, um, can I talk to you over here, but leave your kid there? I am <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't want to ruin, like the illusion is about to be ruined. Yeah. And so that's, but that's what's fun with it is like I, I, I love. I mean, Higante is like is an icon. So I, I think becoming that icon and becoming him and like, my friends make fun of me because I do talk about Higante like he is a separate person, and I'm like, well, well, he is, you know, like because because what he does and what I do are, are different. Like how he reacts to something. Like, I mean, I'm playing a character, so how he would react to something or how I would react to something are two very different things. I myself, not really a huge sports fan, but Higante obviously loves baseball. He loves sports. He loves everything. So like, like for audio, is this audio and visual or just visual? Yeah, it's both. Okay. So for the audio listeners, you were wearing a stuff. If you walked up to Higante, he would grab his nose with one hand and with the other hand do like a, oh, that stinks. And it rules. It's awesome. Because it's just so stupid. Like it's like it's a dumb joke. Like, oh, haha, it's stinky. But people love it. Or like uh there are people who I'm taking pictures with if they're wearing like a different team's hat, his hat comes off. So I'll put his hat on them. People always get a kick out of that. They always you know, like there are things that Higante can do, and it's just like when I first started, I was very cautious as Higante. Because I wanted to make sure I was not doing anything I wasn't supposed to do. Right. And then very quickly I learned those rules don't apply to me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have – like obviously there are rules. Right. It's like, hey, hey, don't don't harass people. But he got – I can do whatever. I can go wherever. I can walk – like obviously I can't walk on the field during a game. But I can like go do what I, – I walk through the stands all the time. Like, I love games that aren't super full because then I can just get through the stands. Like, I – so I kind of have, like, a routine that I put in my head where it's like, okay, be here for this game. Be here for that game. Go do this. Go do that. And then around this time, I'll go up one section and kind of make my way through the whole stadium going up and around the, you know, the the seats or whatever. Because I remember when I was a kid, what did I love seeing? 
Like, what did I like? Cause I loved mascots. I loved characters. I, I love that kind of stuff. So when I was a kid, what did I want to see? Well, I always thought it was so cool when Gigante went to the seats or when, you know, when Sharky right. came to the seats, yeah. I thought it was so cool. So I try to do that. I try to make sure that, that like, I, it, it's such a, it's such a weird contrast to my comedy, but it's, I try and make sure that I have made someone's night. Like, and, and it's funny because my mom's been a preschool teacher for more than I've been. I think she's been a preschool teacher for like 35, 36 years. And she always goes, hey, I have a kid's story I want to tell you. Like, this funny thing a kid did. And now I'm starting to be like, okay, I got a story for you. <laughs> like, Higante obviously does not talk. He is a mascot. It would be weird if he talked. Previous Higantes have made noises. Like, they make, like, grunting. grunting. Yeah. I, I eh. haven't, haven't worked on your grunt? <laughs> nah, it's just weird. Like I have okay, I have a very distinct voice, I feel like. And if I grunted, someone be like, is that Ruben? <laughs> like <laughs> the heck? Which is so like like other Higantes are like, Ugh. I'd be like, mm, and they're like, mm, no, don't do that, Higante. We don't know what that is. Um But so so I think like like there are kids that like I see that, you know, season ticket holders or whatever where there are there are relationships, which is again so bizarre to me. But Higante has relationships with people who have no idea who I am. Like yeah. there's there's elderly people who there's a, one woman in one section where Higante will always blow her kisses and, and and do waves at her, and she'll always and you know it's very sweet. I've taken plenty of pictures with her. She has no idea who I am. I have walked past her, walked and nothing. Right. And it's funny because you'd think that if you were at a stadium and you saw a guy in like gym shorts and a sweatband, you'd be like, and he looked like me, you'd be like, I don't think he's a player. What's his whole vibe? <laughs> like, he doesn't, he looks a little old and chubby to be a player. Like what's his whole thing? Um, but yeah, so I mean, it's, it is probably the most fun job I've ever had because it's just absurd. Like it, it's just absolutely wild, and that's why I love it because I'm just I'm goofing around for a game and in the in best your, way possible. You're in your now. Yes, yeah, second season. Okay. And have they brought back uh, on field in between inning games and stuff like that? Yes, that's all been brought back, which is cool. Which is kind of fun because uh, for the first season I was with them, Higante was a lot more involved. Like there was like games versus Higante, and now there's not. Uh, those games, you know, different sponsors or whatever pick different games. And so what's kind of nice is I can just focus on people more. So if I'm in the crowd and then the YMCA happens, well, guess what? That's where I'm doing the YMCA now. I'm doing it in the middle of this softball team. or You know what I mean? So it's it's like it kind of – and that in itself kind of makes people happier and kind of feels more special where it's like, oh, my gosh, he was right with us when this thing started to happen. Like – or whatever, and, and and you know, people always it, it, it's funny. I think the amount of things that I've just done as he got there, where it's like, oh yeah, I remember when something like that happened when I was a kid. Or or, but also kids ask. I mean, kids ask Higante all sorts of weird questions, but also like stupid questions, which I love. People always always walk into this question with, well, how can you see? Like, how do you see? So Higante points to his eyeballs. Yeah. And then goes like, duh, <laughs> how do you see like eyeballs? <laughs> um, or what's yeah, yeah, yeah. 
eyeballs were, you point to the wrong thing. Or, Whoops. <laughs> oh, I literally. See, here's the kicker. Ready? This is this is just for your visual people. This is where his hat is. This is where his eyes is. His nose are here, and his mouth is here. His mouth is actually about here. So if he's laughing, it's here. Smelly is here. I can't look. <laughs> I can't look is here. And then taking off the hat is up here. Like it. It's all at this point muscle memory of yeah. like knowing where it all is and. If I don't want to hear anything, I, I, you know, close my ears and like, oh, and I can't listen. I can't listen. Uh, but it's all that kind of fun stuff, you know? And are you a kid person in general or is that Hagan? <laughs> no, see, that's uh, as an adult man with a mustache, it, it pains me to say, yeah, I'm a kid person. Uh, I do. I, I like kids. I, you know, some people are just really like, oh, I don't like kids. I don't like awful kids because who would? But like, there are like, there are children who have come and seen Higante who are obviously afraid. Right. They don't. They don't want to be around him. He's terrifying. Which I get that. So I definitely play softer to them. Like if kids are afraid of Higante, he covers his eyes because if he's afraid, if you're afraid of him, well, he's probably afraid of you. And then he slowly scoots away. And that might get a chuckle or that might, you know, that might get them right. to be like, oh, that's why would he be afraid of me? Like, I'm a right. little kid yeah. or uh, some kids, they don't want to be, they don't want to take a picture with Higante. So mom will come up and take a picture and then Higante will look at mom and go like this. And then they will high five showing the kid it's safe. There's nothing weird happening here. Or Higante will high five their whole party and then slowly out to them and then they'll do it. And then if they do it, big cheer and if they don't do it that's okay it's okay no worries <laughs> like i never want people to feel pressured which is funny because my mom is not a costume character person she does not like mascots she does not like characters <laughs> and she came to a game and she knows it's me she's fully right. aware <laughs> so the the giants were very graciously got my parents a vip section and, and like you know it was them my and my aunt and I walk up, and my mom just goes, hi, Higante. <laughs> and it's – and she's – and, you know, do the little finger wave, and she's like, thanks, Higante. We're so happy you're here. <laughs> and and then – and he does – whenever he – if he wants – he – I don't request hugs a lot unless I know that person because I feel like it's kind of weird to be like, give me a hug. Right. Um, but I'll, I do this. I go, I do two chest slaps and then like arms out and bring it in. And so I did the chest slap and bring it into my mom. And my mom was like, okay, Higante, I'll give you a hug. <laughs> and I like, you know, bear hugged her a little bit and like, and then did the laugh. And my dad loved it. My dad eats it up. My dad is like, that's so funny. Like, because he loves watching street performers or masks. He just he loves yeah. watching people be not people. So he he was eating it up, and my aunt goes, "Are you sure that's Ruben?" My mom, <laughs> my mom was like, "Oh yeah." Ha, ha. She goes, "No, but like, that doesn't move like Ruben." That and then at one point, like... she's like, "Cause watch how he moves. That's not like Ruben's movements." Yeah. And then, uh, like, I was by them, and like some dancing started happening, and they did some very specific dance move where I like shook my butt at my mom. And my mom was like, yeah, that's him. <laughs> like, she was like, yeah, that's that's very much him. <laughs> that's absolutely something he would do. There's no way that's not him. Um, but it, it's funny when I see people who think they know who I am 
and are wrong right. or when I see people that I know that have no idea who I am. Yeah. Uh, like but I have, yeah. It was funny. I went last year was the last I used to go a lot more when I lived in the area, but sure. Uh, September last year, I went to one of those day games with yep. my uncles because uh, I had a root for Stockton because they're the A's. And, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but my, my uncle Lanny's been on this kick of getting photos with all the mascots. Oh, that so he, rules. So he got one with you and I had no idea it was you at the time. <laughs> and, uh, later, like I, the next day on, on Facebook, I saw you post a photo and I was like, wait, what the fuck? <laughs> like, I was like, my uncle yeah. just took a photo with you. And then I told you about it and you're like, I remember your uncle. <laughs> He was the only yeah. one wearing A's gear. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing is like I I love when people come in. Like there are some people who have like – I'm like, hey, you need to chill a little bit. Like one dude like got vis like verbally aggressive with me because he was wearing an A's thing. And I was like, oh, he's like, a few man. And I was like, yeah. dude, I'm a seven-foot-tall gorilla. Like do you think I take <laughs> anything seriously? Like do you think I'm actually upset that you're wearing that? I don't care. I was like, I, but it's funny too, because in the first season, I, I had a handler and her name was Hannah. And there are times where we're watching the game and she would have to inform Higante that he needs to cheer now because something good happened. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, like, I don't know what's happening. Yeah, because I would just, I'd stand there and it looks like he's watching, but I am so zoned right? out. Because I'm just like, because I can barely see much. So I'm just like, <laughs> I wonder what's dinner. And she's like, Gigante cheer. And I'm like, Oh, uh. but yeah, no, it's, it's the best. I, he, it's one of those things that like, I will be able to tell people for forever. Oh, that used to be me. Like I was that one. Like, and, and it's, it's the most fun job. Yeah. Most fun and probably the most like rewarding job I've ever had because it's just like the amount of bad days I've had there compared to good. Day. I've had one bad day. Where it was like somebody like freaked out because they thought I was doing something I wasn't. And it was just like, oh, yeah, that person ruined it for like the rest. Of where So I just like left. I was like, yeah, I'm done now. And my manager was like, oh, yeah, that's fine. That's weird. Okay, bye. Now, are there any extreme weather days? Like if it's near 100 or high 90s where they're like, okay, no Higante today. It's insane to ask you to do this. Or is it like suck it up? And sweat all over yourself. <laughs> a little, a little bit, which, which, I, I should clarify. Yes, but in the most like, like safe way, where they're like, hey, we know it's really hot. We put like seven waters in your thing. Take as many breaks as you need. Like, so I have a shed uh, that I go and I change and, and all my yeah, he got this house, <laughs> and it it's funny. It is the most hidden but obvious thing that I've ever seen. It's just a shed that just sits there. And like that's where Higante lives. But <laughs> no one ever goes near it yeah. or in it or touches it or anything. Yeah. So I uh yeah, so there are times where like if it's like a hundred, I will maybe take three or four breaks that day. Because yeah. I'm wearing I'm wearing a sweatband, but like I'll pound waters. Right. Because I because I need it. Um but on the flip, if it rains, that's when we have to be like, is Higante coming or not? Because we wash the suit, obviously. Right. The the head is what gets tricky. 
because the head, you have to be careful how you wash it because it can't just get wet because then it'll get matted and like the foam will deteriorate and blah, blah, blah. Um, but yeah, so, so it's like, so for, it's almost the flip when you were like extreme weather. Yes, there's like Gigante doesn't come in today, but it's not that extreme weather. It's the right. the opposite. Honestly, hundred degree days or even like you know high ninety days are the best days for Gigante because people want to go out and drink a beer and eat right. a hot dog and watch a base. Like warm hot days are when people kind of go out the most because right. they want to you know get in the sun or whatever. And so, but yeah. They're they're uh, pretty much every time it's very hot. People anytime the temperature is not tepid, people always have some sort of opinion they want to give Gigante about it. Like, oh, that you must be hot today. <laughs> and I'm like, what do you think, stupid? <laughs> like, yeah. uh, or my favorite is like people be like, oh, yours has one of those air conditioners in it, right? And I'm like, I am a they're minor like, league like baseball <laughs> fan. Like, yeah, you're a fan in there. I'm a minor league baseball mascot. <laughs> right? What do you think? <laughs> like, what do you? Or like, there are days though when it is cold for everyone. Like, it's cold at night, and they're like, "Oh, I bet you're warm." And I'm like, "I am sweating." <laughs> like, it is. And those those days are great because I'm like, "Oh, I'm I'm feel like I'm I'm sweating, but I'm a comfortable temperature," until I go home, because Higante goes to bed, and then I walk around in my gym shorts and t-shirt and sweatband, and I'm like, "I am freezing." <laughs> But yeah, uh, no, I mean, yeah. it's the best. And uh, do you do uh, or do you interact with, or do they interact with you, uh, the players on on either team? Do you find yourselves interacting at all, or? So I don't go into like the opposing team because I'm like, right. like okay, I I've will. Seen, like, the, the, I've seen like the old people that have played Higante wiggle. That's in front of the opposing team. I was going to say, I have done that. That is but, something yeah. that I do. It's a very good, haha, butt is wiggled. Yeah. People love people love when a giant animal shakes their butt. It's very yeah, funny. Yeah. Um, I have goofed around with our players a little bit. Like, I walk and one walks next to me, and then I try and make myself bigger than him. Like, you know, it's fun. We, we goof around. Like, nothing like – I've never been into their dugout, like, during a game or anything because right, I, right. I tend to just focus on the people. Right. But uh, and I think like one player might know who I am, but again, it's it's not like they know. Oh, that's Ruben. They just know. Oh, that, he's a guy with a mustache. Like he's <laughs> he's the mustache guy. Yeah. But yeah, it's funny too because the other night I went as he got. I was Higante. I was walking around. These kids are following me all. I mean, kids always follow Higante. Blah, 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 blah. And they're always like all night, and I'm like, oh, okay. So Higante goes to bed, and I come out. And again, this is a joke just for your visual viewers, but I come out and this kid and I'm walking as me and this kid's looking at me like this. He just goes, and I'm like, he knows, <laughs> like he knows, <laughs> like this kid had no reason to just, <laughs> I'm like, why is he studying me? And then I like, you. <laughs> well, then it just, it threw me off so much that I corrected my posture where I was like, Please, oh my gosh, was I walking like Gigante? Like walk like, oh. and then I'm like trying to remind myself how to walk like a normal person. Like, <laughs> I'm like, don't be obvious, don't be obvious. Um, but yeah, no, it's the best, man. I love it. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. 
I had another question. I <laughs> forgot. I totally forgot it in that story. Um, I just remembered it. So in yeah. San Jose, for the San Jose yes. Giants, there's Higante, and there's also another popular person without much of an outfit except for a hat. And it's the churro guy. The churro the man. The churro man. Uh, the churros at San Jose Giants games are the best churros you'll find. Uh, better than Disneyland, in my opinion. I Okay. I will say, and not just because I work for the San Jose Giants. This is not like a, they're not paying me to, right. like, to have this opinion. I went to Disneyland last year and got a churro and went, okay. Yeah. And I was like, I prefer the San Jose Giants churros. Like and that's their whole thing is the churros, and and I I will like fight. They are better than Disneyland's for sure. Yeah. So the question is, in terms of your eyes, who's the more popular character at the San Jose oh. Giants games? Is it Gigante or is it the Churro guy? Like so this. That, which one? Like if you don't see one, which one is it you're upset about? Oh <laughs> man, if I oh it's the churro guy, because he got this <laughs> like he got this just a guy in a suit, right? But the churro guy, if he's not there, then I don't get a churro. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> like like if he got this not there, it's like whatever. I'll just see him next. But it's like, but I want my churro now. Like if <laughs> yeah. he's not, yeah. If the churro guy is. Not, I will tell you that there are times where Higante has turned the corner, and if he sees the stir the churro stand like shuttered, it's like, oh man, like, and I'm, it's not like I even planned on getting a churro that right, night. Right. It's just like, oh man, but no, he and and I'll tell you right now, he is a super nice guy. He, him, and his whole family are sweethearts, and they are just, they are very into Higante, and like they they're super positive and like. Well, and, and I apologize. I'm going to break the illusion. I don't know when this airs, but like tonight, I am going to go be Gigante. And it is Churro's night. The ch So the Churro guy is such a big part of the Giants that like they have like a Churro night every month or every other month where the jerseys change to the Churros. It's a whole big thing. There's Churro bobbleheads. Like, I, I think that is a really – I mean he has his own bobblehead. Like Gigante also has his own bobblehead. Gigante has a few bobbleheads. But like the churro guy is just a guy and he has his own bobble. Like I think that's like more impressive. I think that if you had to give me the holy trinity of like weird mascots for the San Jose Giants, it would be Gigante, the churro guy, and Crazy George. Like because Crazy George has been everywhere, but Crazy George yeah. was like a San Jose Giants guy for a really long time. Right. Enough to the point where Gigante has both been called Mr. Churro and <laughs> Crazy George. The amount of people that, that call Gigante the wrong name is amazing because his name is on his shirt. It's on the back. Just read the back. Um, yeah. <laughs> The other day, though, the best one happened. The absolute best one is a kid walked up to Higante and very clearly liked Higante and wanted to take a picture with Higante but could not remember his name. And he walks up and he goes, there's our guy. There he is. There's Harambe. We love you, Harambe. And I was like, my, 
I am glad that yeah, close enough. I am <laughs> glad that Higante could not emote because Higante on the outside is going, Oh yeah, good job. And on the inside my face is like <laughs> <laughs> Like this kid just called me Harambe. Like Um But yeah, so it's just it's funny where it's just like the things that like I'm like, it's on the it's on the shirt. You could just read the shirt. Um, but yeah, there, and like, it's funny too, cause season ticket holders really want to know like, okay, so who is he Gante? Like, is it, is it still the last guy? Yeah. And people are like, oh no, it's a different guy. And then people always try like, so, so who are you? And I'm like, what do you want me to just be like, Hey, my name is Ruben. <laughs> like, what yeah. you, like yeah. there are one or two season ticket holders who know who I am because they have piece two and two together that Higante has disappeared and there's now a man in gym shorts talking to everyone Higante works with. <laughs> this, this guy doesn't grunt. <laughs> yeah. Can I tell you right now that people have been upset? Like there was some guy who was like, you know, Higante, I think you forgot how to do it, but you used to, you used to grunt. And I'm like, I just don't want to do that. Like, it's <laughs> right. Yeah. Like it's kind of wild because it is a character. Yeah. And it's like it's my version of the character. I kind of created how he walks and how he how he interacts and how he does this. Like his two main emotions for me when I when I this is so bizarre to say it like this, but when I portray Higante, his two main emotions are he's flirty and he's hungry. So if he sees someone carrying food, he always does the thing of like come on, let me let me have yeah. it. And they give him one, he goes, No, 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 the whole thing. Yeah. Or and he'll take a popcorn bucket and just start to walk away and wave and then and then yeah. give it back, but maybe not let go. And you know, so it's a whole thing. But then of course, when the whenever there's a couple, he'll sit next to the girl and look at the guy and go, Okay, you're good. You can go away now. <laughs> like he'll wave him off or you know, or he'll do one of these, the ring. And then she'll go, No, and he'll go, Great. Goodbye. <laughs> um and people get a kick out of it, like, because it, it's stupid. It's nothing. It's so, like, it's so harmless. That, like, I'm not, I'm a seven foot tall gorilla. I'm not really trying to, like, talk to your girlfriend. I don't care. Right. Because it's even not, talk. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's not me. I'm not, what do you think? I'm really going to take your bucket of popcorn? Like, no. Like, although we did have the other night, it was funny. One of the employees, his daughter came with, with his wife, and he, he got to sit with them for a little bit. And his daughter, maybe three years old, loves Higante, will run up to Higante, give him a big hug, like loves him. And she's sitting there at the the deck with her hamburger. And he looks at it, he points, and he does like the stomach rub of like, mmm. She's like, yeah. And he and he points it again, goes, points him something, goes, me. And her just joy, her face goes like this, goes, and immediately becomes horrified and starts crying. And her dad is like, it's okay. It's okay. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And then later I talked to her. He was like, it was the funniest thing that ever happened. He's like, cause she was just exhausted. So her brain just went, you can't have a hamburger anymore. Breakdown. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, Oh my gosh, I felt bad. But, but yeah, I mean, you, I have countless stories and thousands of stories of just ridiculous, weird, fun things because that's the job. I mean, that's why I love about it. And, uh, a mascot, say like Sharky or Stomper. Yeah. Well, maybe not Stomper. Yeah. But um, any of the other Bay Area mascots have a a birthday party where other 
Yep. Is that is that also you going on the road or? Yes. So I don't go on the road for like games, obviously, like Gigante isn't going to show up in Modesto or whatever. Right. But I do go to birthday parties. So during COVID, it was a little weird. I only got invited to one and it was the River Cats uh, in Sacramento. So me and my my boss drove, you know, to Sacramento, not in the suit. I always need to clarify when people always like. (laughs) Yeah, not in the suit. I drove like a normal human being. (laughs) Um, But the kicker, so like for stuff like that, we did something in Los Gatos though. And for like a girl's t-ball thing. And I was pretty much fully decked out except for the head and the gloves because I can't put the head on if the gloves are on. Like I I have to put the head on first then the gloves. And so I am pretty much decked out and we get about three or four blocks away. And my handler is like, well, uh, I guess you got to put it on now. And she drew, she drives like a sedan. So I am, I have a picture of it. I am laying all the way back, head on gloves, are like fully decked out. And I'm just ducked because it's like, that's the only, I cannot sit comfortably. I have to lay down. And we pull up to the place and I go, well, we have a problem. She goes, what? And I go, how do I get out of the car? (laughs) So I had to like, so she had to get out. And then I pretty much had to like vertically, like horizontally lay down over her seat and then go like feet first out. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so no. So if if Sharky, so Sharky did recently have a birthday, but no one was invited. So we weren't Uh, like, but like when Higante has a birthday, Sharky will be invited. Sourdough Sam will be invited. Uh, Stomper will be invited. Lucille will be invited. People also often ask, like, oh, who's better, you or Lucille? And I'm like, why would I ever? <laughs> what a buck wild question. Like, oh, who's better, you or Sharky? Are you going to get called <laughs> up? <laughs> yeah, what do you think I'm going to like replace Lucille? <laughs> yeah, they, I get that question a lot. Oh, are you going to like move? I'm like, I mean, like I don't really up. think they like the players you get called up to the ring. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I don't really think that's how it works, but like <laughs> I wouldn't be opposed. <laughs> um but yeah. All right. That that's awesome. It's cool to learn a lot of that. Uh, yeah, it's fun. Well, that was the thing too, is like when I first got the job and I signed all the paperwork that was like I'm Higante. I signed it and was like, hey, um, do I have to sign anything that says I can't tell anybody? Or like, can I tell people I'm Gigante? And the HR manager looked at me and she went, I don't know. And then like <laughs> called called one of my bosses, like the, you know, and it was like, hey, is he good to tell people? And they were like, yeah, why wouldn't he be? And they were like, oh, okay, just making sure that it's not like a, you can't say you're Gigante. Like, you it's have like to Jack be. Jack in the Box, apparently. Yeah, or like <laughs> a lot of the the um, the hockey mask. Ho- hockey is very big on like, hmm. like obviously the most famous mascot in the world right now is Gritty, and the whole kicker with Gritty is no one knows who Gritty is. Like no, but like it's a whole thing where like this dude has so much security. It's not even like he like he walks in dressed as like some sort of other employee. Like it's a whole thing. And so it's like, for me, it's like, no, I just kind of walk like the ushers and most of the food people do not know who I am, hmm. but like the all front of house people know who I am. All security knows who I am. All you just, just for safety purposes of like, Hey, like, 
And if they don't, they, like I said earlier, they promptly get introduced where it's like, oh, no, no, no. Do you know who that guy is? It's like, please. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up here. But yeah. one, one last question in the podcast. Sure. Um, is there anything you would recommend? Well, first of all, do you have anything you want to plug? Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, Pick Your Poison Comedy, always. Uh, we're on Instagram. It's Pick Your Poison Comedy. We have live shows. Uh, I think it's last – it's Tuesday. One of the Tuesdays of the month. It's last Tuesday, I believe, uh, Pick Your Poison Comedy. You can find us. We have Eventbrite. We're all over that kind of stuff. So, yes, please find us there. Um, but, yeah. And then uh, any recommendations as far as other comedians you would recommend to see or any funny television shows you would recommend? Oh, any, recommendations. Any funny recommendations? <laughs> yeah, funny. Well, I mean, I, I got I can't I can't sit here and talk about sports and talk about comedy without saying uh, without fully recommending my co-host. Uh, BMO, Brian Moore, he's he's a very, very good close friend of mine. And we only met because of comedy. We only met because of Bigger Poison. And that is why we are such good friends. So please, if he is, he's all over doing shows always. So if you ever see Brian Moore or BMO on a flyer, you know that's going to be a good show. All right. All right. So uh, thank you very much. Uh, enjoyed having you as a guest. And uh, Yeah, thank you. Yeah. And uh, season as Dante. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, with everything, thanks again. Yeah, thank you.